Welcome again. To another episode, another dimension, to another paradigm entitled Beyond Words and Expression. Beyond Label and Action. or beyond creation and creating. Today's topic is a, um, I would say, mm, rather strange one. If I had a way to define it, I mean, it's not really strange. It's more maybe not the norm. Not popular. Um, Not really too touched upon. And the way that I'm going to touch upon it. So let's just get down to it, right? Today's topic is about what you and I know as space. You know, this thing that's around us constantly. Even right now, while I'm on this podcast, I'm surrounded by nothing but it. You're surrounded by nothing but this thing, constantly. No matter how close of a tight space that you're in, they even call it tight space, right? Oh, you're in a tight space. It's like, wait, I'm I'm in a tight within this space. So how can I be in a tight corner or a tight place and there can still be the presence of space? How can that be? But it can. <laughs> and it is. When I was younger... And going through certain stages of myself and you know, going through um, mythological studies and historical studies and religious studies and you know, I heard this 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 quote and I'm sure maybe plenty of you can relate with this quote as well. And I think maybe it's more closely related to the religious aspect. And it was, you know, based on the God and devil kind of uh, lexicon, based on that type of vocabulary. 
And they said that, well, I was asked the question, what was the devil's greatest trick? When I was asked this question, I'm like, what was the devil's greatest trick? And I was like, you know, what does this person mean by this? What are they talking about? What was the devil's greatest? What, uh, that, he was a, that he was a nice guy or that he was a, a good person or a good thing or that he'll bring peace, you know, and love and restore balance and I don't know. What was the greatest trick? So the answer that came back always kind of like ping-ponged in my head up until I came to the understanding of of today's topic and certain things. And he said, no, the devil's greatest trick was that he fooled the human mind that he doesn't exist. So the devil's greatest trick was to prove that he didn't exist. I said, okay. Hmm. All right. And I guess that seed was planted in my mind at a younger age. And it kind of matured into its own later on. I guess when I got in the path and I started to understand certain things, where that quote came from, not in the term of God and devil and good and evil. And <clears throat> I'm way beyond. I'm. I'm not say that. I'm not in that space anymore. I already know what I know, and it's not based on judgment, good or bad right or wrong I'm somewhere in the place and space <laughs> beyond that understanding of things knowing that those things don't exist but since my perception is on a different type of zenith I get now on the path to receive that same quote later on in life in a different light. And I'm looking through a different lens within the kaleidoscope. And so I said, you know, I played this riddle and this puzzle in my head. What is it? What is it? And this reality or that understanding that I can relate with, I can say, it proved that it doesn't exist. It proved that it doesn't exist. But what is it that's proving to me? Or how can I take that understanding and twist it into a knowing? Or take this knowing from that understanding that I received younger and see it. What is this thing describing? And so one day I said, oh, I get it. It's space.
funny how we may think we don't like him. I don't like her. That country's doing bad over there. These people are warring over here. I don't like that person across the street. A few blocks down is this. I never like this person standing next to me. You know, and you're thinking about all these things that are around you. But what is it that is between you and these things? You and this thing across the street from you. You and this person standing next to you. You and that country that is far away from you. What is it that is between these things? It's space. Everybody's paying attention to everything else. You know, you see this, you see that, you see this, you see that, you see this, you see that, all around you. But why don't we ever take the time to question, how can I see that? What am I seeing this through? You're seeing it through air. You're seeing it through space. See, when I talk about space, I'm not talking about the universe. I'm not talking about outer space out there. I'm not talking about solar systems. The saying about galaxies or cosmos. None of that. Because space has been put under this terminology where we're talking about the universe and cosmos and galaxies and solar No, I'm talking about that thing that is right around you right now. It's right in front of you. It's always around you. It's always surrounding you, always around you. It's always present. It's always here. It's always live. It's always in all ways. Why don't we ever acknowledge this thing which is right in front of us? Oh, because there's too many other things out there, you know. I can see a park, I can see an animal, I can see, you know, people, I can see the sky, I can see this, I can see the ground, I can see... But it's like, what are you seeing through? What are you looking through? How can you see that? What is in between you and that? That's just air and oxygen. You know, that's not really important. But anyway, you know, let me get back to the... And it's like, wait, but it has to be of some validity. It has to be of some importance or some relevance because this thing is there. And if, if this thing wasn't there, that ground, that sky, that person, that animal, these things would be glued to you. You wouldn't be able to see anything. Regardless whether we want to pay attention and acknowledge it or not, this thing is something. Yeah, it looks like nothing. It looks like no thing. But it's something something just because you don't know what the hell it is doesn't mean that we have to immediately cancel it out and eliminate it out out of the equation of knowing <clears throat> you say well that's you know all right well that's you know all right so how how important is it what is it about and it's like well we breathe in oxygen right 
Yeah, okay. Oxygen is what keeps us here in the physical presence. Me in front of you, as you can see me interacting as an image, right? Correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, well, you know, we breathe in oxygen, but in a way, aren't we also breathing in space? Regardless whether I get a response or not, doesn't really matter to me because I know what I know. But that's not what I'm seeking. That's not what I'm searching for in an individual. But I want somebody to say something and agree with me. I don't care for disagreement or agreement or not. It's just the point of realization. That's what this thing is about. Once again, that's what this podcast is about, just instant realization. Breaking something down to the most basics and fundamentals of it to the point where you and I can't help but to relate with it. It can't be denied. So, yeah, we get back to the topic. We breathe in oxygen, but in a way, aren't we also breathing in space? Well, okay, you know, uh, I guess you can say that. You know, that sounds kind of right. You know, okay, I get it. All right. And I said, okay, well, let me ask you a question. Are you, would you consider yourself, you know, uh, spiritual? Well, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, I am spiritual. Okay, well, spirit is defined by the word breath. Spirit means breath. You know, so since you're closely related with the understanding of spirit, can that tie you into the understanding, knowing at least a slight acknowledgement of space? Spirit and space. It's not a coincidence that both of these words begin with the same two letters, S and P. Right? And even if they say in spirituality or the spirit and all this, heaven is up there in the sky or the clouds. What is the sky and the clouds implying? That's implying space, correct? See, if you throw away all these characters, all these names, all these labels, all these titles, all these identifications, spirit, heaven, the breath, Sky, space, space. The spirit is out there somewhere. What's out there somewhere and everywhere? It seems like nowhere and nothing. It's implying space. So maybe spirit is what people think is from all this terminology and all this history on it and these date lines and these timelines on it and these, you know, labels and giving a whole story about it and the background behind it. And maybe all this whole thing is just about space. Maybe that's why the story is so long and everything because space is just infinite. It's just everywhere. Maybe that's the spirit. Maybe it's just space. This thing called space all around us right now. 
I got a whole bunch of space around me right now when I'm talking on this podcast. A whole bunch of space. Wherever I'm at, it's a whole bunch of space. No matter where you're at, car, a house, outside, inside, downstairs, upstairs, laundry mat, the store right now, wherever you're at, it's just nothing but space. What the hell is this space thing? Heaven is up there in the, in the sky. See, when you come to understand what this space thing is, air, sky, oxygen, and space are the same thing. It's actually just one thing. That one thing is just space. Four words defining the same thing. Air, sky, oxygen, space. It's just space. The story of heaven. The story of the spirit. Maybe all this is just talking about space. Right? If you look in the dictionary or you look back at your history, you read upon what spirit means. Spirit means the breath. Spiratu. It's a Latin term. The spirit is what keeps the body here. Yeah, it's the space. It's the air. It's the breath. It's the oxygen that keeps you in this physical form. The soul, which is in the middle between space and the body, what they talk about the soul, is just nothing between. It's, it's basically the transformation and conversion from space into body and body into space. That's all that that is. When you breathe in this space, there's something with this body that we may call the medium or the thing in between body and spirit, which is the soul. The soul, we're breathing in solar atmosphere, solar environment, solar system. There's no solar system out there right now. The solar system is you, the body system, the system of the body. That's the solar system. The soul that you are the system that you appear to be. That's the catch to it. So maybe this whole thing is just talking about this invisible thing all around us, this invisible whatever the hell this thing is. Maybe it's just that simple. Just something to think about. Maybe it's just that simple. That's all I'm saying. You breathe in the space, which is spirit. You inhale it. This inhalation within the body goes through a certain conversion and transformation, which is what we call the presence of the soul or the solar. And it keeps the animation of the body present. 
because it is the air that we breathe which keeps this physical vessel present. We all can agree on that. I don't got to ask nobody, nothing. This is what this is about, realization, something you cannot deny. If I ask everybody right now that we all breathe in oxygen, and it's not even a question. Who's going to say no? Exactly. So, another thing I uh, kind of touched upon, I'm like, you know, sometimes I try to see what validates the other or, or what may cancel out or eliminate the other, dealing with things I can make factor in. This is just my scientific mind going at a certain type of speed. And I'll play with it sometimes, and I say, okay, well, space, you know, within space, I, I can, I, I'm around time, something around time. And and this time thing is, is also connected to something called gravity, okay? So space, time, gravity, gravity, time, space, time, gra- time, gravity, space, time, space, gravity. You know, all these three things, space, time, and gravity, you know, what is it? What came first? Did something come first? Or did everything just appear like the snap of a finger simultaneously all at once? You know, you have space, time, and gravity. What came first? Is there any need for anything to come first? How can there be space without time? Where did the space come from? How can there be time without gravity? How can there be a distinction of something going through a timing period without it having a physical form? If it has a physical form, it's something grounded. Where did the ground come from? Gravity. What's the grounding effect? What's the holding together effect? Some type of gravitational pulling or condensing, conjoining, compounding. We're not talking about time in the reference of a watch or a clock or age. That doesn't exist. We're talking about time in the more invisible, uh, translucent aspect of understanding of what time is, which means that something appears and it goes through a certain type of transformation. Some people call it aging, deterioration, rotting, rigor mortis, uh, breaking off, chipping off, you know, however you want to call it. But I just say it's just going through a certain type of transformation, period. That which I can see is going through some form of change or changing. That's it. And even when we talk about the whole heaven and spirit concept again, you know, heaven is up and up there in the sky, implying space. Spirit is out there somewhere, of course, again, once implying space. And they say, oh, God, you know, a G-O-D guy has a big white beard. A white beard implies time or time spent or time put in or a long duration of time sitting on a throne. Don't pay attention to the throne. The key words is sitting And the key description is throne, sitting throne. How is the chair on the ground implying gravity? 
Heaven is up there in the sky with spirit implying space. G-O-D has a big white beard implying time. Sitting on a throne implying gravity. Space, time, and gravity. Remember, it's not within the characters. That's not what this path of understanding is about. It's not in the characters. It's not in the history behind these characters. It's not in the atmosphere or the environment. It's what's behind these words, what's behind these descriptions, what's behind these definitions of this tale or the story that you are being told. Are you seeing something else? Are you receiving something else? Are you understanding something else? Is a knowing hitting you? Is any type of awakening that you can't explain or describe happening to you right now that is beyond these words I may be projecting to you? Is anything happening? Can you give me the feedback on this story I just told you without you using any of these characters, this name, this location, this address, description, definition, history, background behind them? Can you give me any feedback back? If I say you cannot use anything I just gave you, no words, no description, no names, nothing, what, what are you getting from that? See? And I'll say basically, some people would say, and I ask people who are on the spiritual path, and I say, you know, are you conscious? Would you say that you're conscious? Or, yeah, I'm conscious, and, you know, I would say I'm conscious. And, okay, well, let me ask you the next question. If you're conscious, would you say that consciousness comes from consciousness? Can consciousness not come from a consciousness, or does consciousness only come from consciousness? Because that which derives from that is that. Okay, yeah, well, I can agree on that to a certain degree. Okay, so remember, you wasn't in your mother's belly before. That was nothing but space. Where did you come from? Okay, that was that, that space, not come from a bubble of space. Okay, so would you say that once again you're conscious coming from something else which is conscious and what they're trying to say maybe I heard it before well yeah you know my mother was conscious no that's not space you know what I'm saying she's she's uh she's conscious I just came from some conscious yeah but I can cancel out space you know I came from my mother now what and I say okay cool but what is your mother surrounded by Space. And what is space in this realm surrounded by? More space, which you may say is out there, the universe, the God, whatever you want to call this. Space is surrounded by space. Space holds things perfectly geometrically in place, right? What people talk about with astrology and astronomy, with planets and planetary bodies. How can we just ignore space? Space has to be conscious to a certain degree. It has to be alive to a certain point. We don't, it doesn't mean that we have to understand the way it truly operates and truly works. We don't have to. We don't even have to fathom it. Maybe this brain don't, it can't hold. It, there's nothing in this brain 
that can actually fully grasp the reality of this thing we call space. But everything needs space. Space is everything. It's nothing that is everything. But maybe that word nothing is more powerful than what we see it as. Isn't the amount of your money, the higher accumulation of the money that you have, doesn't it depend on the many zeros behind the number? The more zeros you have, the more accumulation you have of income. Zero is nothing, right? Nothing is space. The zero has to be of some type of importance. Nothing has to be of some type of importance. Space has to be of some type of relevance, something. What is this thing? Don't ignore it. Matter of fact, if you want to ignore it, ignore it, because when I tap into it, I receive more from it. <laughs> if that's what you choose to do, it doesn't matter to me. But I know something. I may not know what I know or be able to put a description or, you know, or point to it or say it is this or it is that. But a knowing doesn't have to come in a certain type of terminology. It doesn't have to come in a language or vocabulary. It's something that is quiet and silent within you. It's sacred to you. It's not something that you always have to describe and explain to someone. But getting back to it, okay, you're conscious. Okay, since you want to eliminate the bubble of space that you appeared in inside of your mother. Okay, yeah, your mother, okay, yeah, she's conscious. But your mother's also surrounded by space, correct? Uh, okay. How does she operate within space, correct? Uh, all right. Where well, did she become conscious within space, correct? All right, I'll agree with that. Space is surrounded by more space, correct? The universe is nothing but space, correct? You see levelers and wood panels in the cosmos that these planets are balancing themselves on perfectly, a perfect geometric spin and axis that they're turning on and rotating on. You see a ceiling in the universe that these things are spinning perfectly on. Do you see a big ruler in the galaxy somewhere or measuring tape in the solar system that these things are perfectly placed? No. Whether it be darkness or whether it be light, it's still space. There's something to this thing. I don't care if we don't come across now one thing about what this thing is about today. As long as we touched upon it, we have just now opened that doorway into other minds to bring more things 
to the understanding and knowing of these ind individual minds who choose to put their attention on this topic in this moment. And that's going to open something inside of you. I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. You're going to feel it and you're going to know it. Whatever it may come as, however it may be, whenever it arrives, you know it. Just you hearing this is doing something to you right now. Your organs are shifting. Your blood is going into something else. Something is happening to your solar system right now. <laughs> Whether you know it or not, <clears throat> your mind is shifting. opening doorways to hallways and hallways to doorways and etc. You know, and we can say based upon how I touch upon the topic of principles a lot because this is what this is whole, this whole reality is about is principles which is the foundation of the structure of our personality and our personal which is, I say, principle or personal. Your principles are the structure of your personality. Your personality just displays the principles in a certain type of humorous way or a certain type of character and behavior. Whether you take care of somebody, whether you do this, whether you walk, whether you travel, it's, it's, it's still a whole bag, a whole chemistry. Your, your body is a whole chemistry kit full of principles. Without these principles... You will never have a personality. You wouldn't be a person. So how can we tie principles into today's topic, which is based upon space? Well, space is composed of all principles. What do you mean by that? Within this thing called space that's around us right now, all the time, every time, it's composed of all principles. The principle of distance because right now within this space, you can walk down the block. You can step outside your house right now and walk down the block, but you're walking down the block within space. It's composed of the principle of travel. Traveling. You can jump in your car right now and travel where you want to travel to, but you can't deny the fact that you're traveling within space. These are things that are within the body of space or within the embodiment or the presence of what we know as space. These are just some principles that's composed within space. You have distance, you have travel, the principle of journey, the principle of communication. Even me talking on this podcast right now and those of you listening, I'm able to communicate to you within the realm of space. Wherever you're at right now, you're surrounded by space. 
where I'm at, I'm surrounded by space. There is space between me and you right now. These things can only happen within the enveloping or the presence of space. Right now, we're defining the body of space, the inside body, the internal, not the external, because we don't understand nothing outside of space. So we're not even going to go there. We're talking about defining what the hell the space thing is according to our perception. And we can only define it by only being within it. Right? Right. So the principles of space, distance, travel, journey, communication, interaction, these are all principles. I can interact with people right now, but I'm interacting with them through the medium of space. Existence the principle of experience. We can only exist and have an experience within the medium of space. The principle of transit or transition. View, vision, the principle of breathing. Feel, thought, Live or liveliness, detachment, attachment, the principle of separation. These are all things that we experience, keep in mind, all things that we experience within the embodiment of space. And it's not even like a true embodiment because to say something has a body, that means you're able to see the external part of it. We can't even see the external part of it. All we know is space. Just understand that before I go any further. The principle of distinction. That's a very important one because I'm able to distinct that I'm me and she's her and he's him because space is in between us. So one of the principles of space is distinction to distinct this from that and that from this. Them from me and me from them. How would I know that? Because space is in between this. The principle of geometry. I'm able to see shapes and structures because there's space between me and this building outside the window. I'm able to see that. Because there's space, the principle of movement, we all move within space, the principle of mobility, the principle of room, I have room to move, the principle of realization, awareness, respect, privacy, Sanctity, even things that we hold dear to us in the spiritual understanding, like what I just touched upon, which is realization, awareness, sanctity, even have the principle of clarity. So your spiritual understanding and your enlightenment and your consciousness, all this happens within the presence and the realm of space. Get that. 
don't cancel out space or eliminate that because that's a factor in, guy. Madam or ma'am, <laughs> gentlemen and ladies, beings, This is from, coming from a scientific point of view. It's really an obvious thing. So let's not even put it under a banner of science. It's obvious. It's under no banner. Principles like sanctity, privacy, peace, clarity. Principle of time, transformation, moment. Mystery, curiosity, the principle of discovery, exploration. You see, it keeps going on and on and on. Every principle you can possibly think of has its own purpose of existence, if you were to play with that word, within the embodiment or the surrounding, or the thing that we know as space. Everything we do, are and be, everything we are as and of, all occur within the hidden and sacred intelligence of space. And another kind of interesting but strange thing about this thing is that space is the only thing the only thing that is hidden and seen at the same time think about that one the only thing that is hidden and seen at the same time. We look through it all the time. We interact through it all the time. We communicate through it all the time. We do all these principles through it all the time. And yet we never acknowledge it, which is implying the hidden aspect. But yet I can see you, which means that I can see you through the medium of space, which means that it's implying the seen aspect, hidden and seen. You can ignore this if you want. So even the very fact why you're even able to hear me on this podcast or able to do this podcast is because this mic is not sticking to my face and everybody's not sticking to my body and we're not all sticking together and everything is all sticking to you. And it's because of space. Even look at it in the in the example of any cars, you know. Well, what, what I may touch, what I have touched upon before when I was talking about the death aspect, I think in episode six, if I'm correct, and it was implying that when I received something from a younger being, and they said, "Well, what is what about if oxygen is a poison?" 
And then I touched upon that, and I went into the gas aspect, the gas chamber, and, you know, and how oxygen is a certain type of gas. And, you know, if we relate that to something within even the motor vehicle, the, 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 the cars that you drive or the motorcycle that you drive or the airplane, whatever it may be, gas in cars or motor vehicles, air in tires, oxygen in the lungs, etc. These are all implying space. The air, the oxygen, space. So gas in cars is like saying, because since oxygen is a certain type of gas, gas is our oxygen. Oxygen is space. Gas in cars is like saying space in cars or motor vehicles. Air in tires. Of course, we know air is space. Air in tires. Oxygen in the lungs. Space in the lungs. Space in cars, space in tires, space in lungs. All these things all support action and movement or mobility. Liveliness. To be live. We breathe in oxygen, we breathe in air, we breathe in space, and we are live. What they call it on radio shows? Live on the air, right? You're live on the air. Go figure. You're live because of air. Air keeps you live. Live on the air. Yeah. All I can see is space. All there is is space. As a matter of fact, there's always more space than objects or things. No matter where you are, including right now, where you go or find yourself at, there's always more space than objects or things where you're at, no matter where you are, where you go or find yourself at, especially what we call as outside, in the atmosphere or or ionosphere, however you want to call that outside your window. Any room, covenant, crowded train, transportation, packed closet, house, apartment, establishment, building, structure, etc. Always will have more space inside than people, objects, and things. There's always more space inside of anywhere or outside, not from the outside, but inside of anywhere there's always more space than there is people. There's always more space than there is objects, and there's always more space than there is things. So what is this reality telling you? What is that telling you? That's telling you there's something about this that's way more about the subjective than the objective. Even though both things play a role, it's obvious that both things definitely play a role. Both are of great uh, great importance and great relevance, but it's so obvious. Certain things are just ridiculously obvious. (laughs) 
something is telling you, and it's not coming from a person, which is even better. It's coming from a principle. It's coming from something beyond or what people want to call the divine. However you, you know, whatever you want to phrase it as, however you want to phrase it. But something is telling you that if it's not more about the subjective than the, ob- than the, than the objective, you need to put some attention on the subjective while you're objective. Because there's something about that that means something that we may not understand at this moment in time. You may never understand it, but it don't hurt to touch upon it. You know, those that realize and see this will realize and see this. And those that don't won't. It's fine either way. And when I was giving the example before, uh, I think in the last, maybe it was the last episode I was touching upon the topic of existence. And I had talked about something based upon when you're in a new apartment and it's completely empty. And you see something there in space. You're like, okay, that's, you know, that's, I want to put a couch there. I want to put a TV over here. I want to put a love seat or a chair in this corner. In the bedroom, I want to put a bed there. I want to put a lamp there. In the bathroom, I want to put you know, maybe the, the the soap holder there and the curtain should be here and maybe design over it. How do you know that it is you actually wanting to put it there or something that you're composed of, a principle, things that are just set in place that is making you put something there, that it's destined to have something be put there beyond you? Is it you actually choosing these designs and furniture to put certain places or is it actually the intelligence and the sacred silent hidden intelligence of space that is making you put something there? You have to put something there because it's empty space. Emptiness is also known as void. You putting a couch there in an empty spot in the living room is called fulfillment. Void and fulfillment. Empty. Not empty. Void and fulfillment, which is also another two principles of space. Void and fulfillment, fulfillment and void. That which is void will be fulfilled. And that which is fulfilled will become void. And this understanding is, these are all temporary happenings within a constant reciprocating action of occurrence and reoccurrence. A constant play of appearance, disappearance, and reappearance. Nothing and something, something and nothing. This is the constant play that is at play constantly. With an empty spot and something gets put there. And that something that was put there will also get taken out of there and replaced or something may never be there. It will just be space. What about, oh, what about I'll take the couch out and I'll never put that in there again. Or space also consumes space as well. 
And if space doesn't consume space and keep space company, guess what keeps space company? Energy. No matter how you look at it. Space will be fulfilled. The void, the void will be fulfilled. Space will have something there because it has to have something there. And if nothing is there, there's an insect crawling there somewhere. There's an energy in that corner somewhere. There's light directing itself there somewhere. And if nothing is there and darkness is there, darkness is keeping space company. Space will be fulfilled. Why do you think you breathe in oxygen? It will be fulfilled and it also will fulfill something. You. Ignore it if you want. <laughs> you know, and even these little silent patches that we have in between, I may say a word, I may say something, pause for a minute and get back to kicking what I was kicking. Silence is also a space or a certain type of spacing. And what we know as silence? Well, silence is a powerful thing that you can be. You can be silent. Silence is powerful. Silence is another form or presence of empty space. Your physical presence, even within meditation, sitting still silently, is the form or formed thing you within space, as space, acting as space, parallel to space. So even you imitate the space thing. You may be a form. The space is like just there. It looks like it's just still. It's just there. And sitting still meditation is one of the most highest points that you can hit in this reality. Dealing with the concept of otherworldly or, or intuition or something that just can't be explained. And then you have, you can go to biology studies and understand biology and go to a, a biological conversation. And scientists will agree as well. Even though I know this without any science, period, regardless. Just breathing in air. I don't never have to go to not one science class or one science study or nothing. What the hell am I breathing? I'm breathing in something I can't see. But if we were to put it in biological or scientific, scientific terminology, what do they say? The body is 99.9999999999% empty space. Correct? What the hell does that mean? They say, if this space wasn't present, the whole humanity and everything in it that we are around, trees, mountains, hills, cars, whatever we may create, this mind may create, everything that is of any type of matter, atom, compound, if no space was present, everything, the whole humanity and everything within it would fit in one square cube of sugar.
So be thankful for space. Space is something. The breath, we may talk, the air, the oxygen, the space, the sky, the breath. The breath, air, oxygen, and space supports blood circulation. We're talking in scientific terminology right now. The breath, air, oxygen, which is space, supports blood circulation. So what is another principle of space? Space is circulation. Without space, there will be no circulation. And how we move this space throughout our body system or our solar system is by the means of pressure. Pressure is also space set in a certain direction or unconscious direction that can be consciously directed with an intentional directing. That's what pressure is. This ain't no uh, dictionary definition. This is me just talking right now. I'm just channeling. I'm just saying whatever's coming to me and through me. That's what pressure is. It's something you can direct how you want it to go, where you want it to go. Like a burp, you want a burp, you feel it coming up, and you can direct it somewhere else for now. If you don't want to burp at the moment, if you're in, around people or you know, let out gas or whatever, you direct it into a burp or you direct the burp into letting out gas. You know, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, you know, however you are, you can direct pressure. Pressure is air. Air is what? Space within the solar system or the body system of oxygen. It's air. And when you talk about more biological or scientific terminology based upon the body or the embodiment or this vessel or this vehicle that we are in, digestion, what you know is digestion doesn't occur in the stomach. It occurs in the lungs. This is a different type of understanding of this. The body extracts the gas or the gases out of the consumption which you're eating through the biting, the crushing, melting, and dissolving of the substance within the mouth cavity. When you bite and you crush into things, you're letting out gases, which is why the same reason why people that used to chew ice even back in the day in the 80s and 90s, I was one of them as well, but I stopped at a very early age. But others kept eating it, including family members that I know, that bite on ice and they have holes in their teeth. Where does this hole come from? This hole comes from the biting of the ice and the gas that is let out of the ice, ice being, once again, clear, see-through, air, oxygen, space, gas, right? Correct? They bite the ice and the gas gets let out of the ice and into their teeth, creating a hole in the tooth. So, once again, digestion doesn't occur in the stomach, it occurs in the lungs. Let's go over it again. The body extracts the gas or the gases out of the consumption through the biting, crushing, melting, and dissolving of the substance within the mouth cavity. Your intestines, the intestines move it through the tubes. It moves it through your tubes, the small intestine, large intestine. After the gases are released and out in the mouth. Because remember, whatever you eat goes to the mouth first, right? So whatever goes in the body is all secondary, third, fourth, and fifth, sixth party. It doesn't mean nothing. What happens first within the mouth is all. Letting out the gases. Isn't that where you breathe as well? Isn't that where oxygen goes in and out, inhalation and exhalation? The gas, the air, the oxygen, the space. All right, then. 
after the gases are released out, the intestines move through the tubes after the gas and gases are released out. The stomach acid melts it down into a mush, which is why after the gas is fully out, which is why you burp and let out gas during your meal and after you have eaten. These are all examples of gas or space going through many transformations. Gas, oxygen, air, space. These are all constant transformations of the same space, which is space, coming from the same place, which is space. Space finds a place. That place is you to convert and transform itself into many different things, many different faces. Face, place, space. It's not a coincidence, all these things. Fine. It's not a coincidence. Sneezing, burping, sneezing are also, these are also other examples of space or air letting itself out. But it's funny because before you sneeze, you're actually letting air in before you actually let it out. That's, that's, the, that's the subtle movement of a sneeze or when you're sneezing. And you look at another word for inhalation, talking about once again space, spirit, Oh, the spirit is out there. Heaven is out there in the sky, in the clouds. Remember, sky, oxygen, air, space, all the same damn thing. Another word for inhalation is inspiration. Did you know that? Inspiration doesn't mean encouragement. It's just another word for inhalation. Inhalation is inspiration. Look it up. What is inspiration? the inner spirit, the spirit inside. So are we making this whole spirit thing up bigger than what it really is? Inspiration, the inner spirit or spirit inside, which is once again validating air and space as the spirit or the spiritual aspect or the spiritual understanding. What is the spiritual aspect of the spiritual understanding? What we know as spirit? Air and space. Sky and oxygen. And also looking at the importance of air and space and oxygen again, or the breath. Another example, dealing with the scientific language one more time, is the body can last three to four weeks without food which is the substance. Five days or less without water. We'll say four days or less without water, I would say. And three to five minutes without oxygen. You can hold your breath. So what's the most important thing we're talking about here? The body can last three to four weeks without food. Four days or less without water three to five minutes without oxygen. So, of course, we will all agree that maybe the food or the substance, which is three to four weeks without food, is kind of least important because the body can keep going on the longest duration without it. The next two things are just water and oxygen. You can't go too far without water, and you ain't going nowhere without oxygen, which is once again validating air and space because you're breathing in not oxygen. That's just a disguising word. You're breathing in space, okay? You're breathing in space, water and air, 
four days or less, three five three to five minutes or less. That's the most important thing. Water and air are closest to space. Substances or food, what you know as food, hold in gas. It was created within gas, within space. And that space that it was created in now converts itself within the, the layering and the membrane of the fruit or the vegetation into what we know as gas. The body consumes it, lets out the gas, it goes into the lungs, keeps the body sustaining, everything starts to happen after that. Respiration, circulation, et cetera, et cetera. So water and air are closest to space, the closest cousins to space, which is why it's most vital. Space is most mandatory. Space is most needed because that's what we truly are and what this realm was about. Maybe that's why you turn into spirit after you transition. They say you're going into the spirit, you know, you're going into the spiritual body. That ain't saying nothing, but you're breathing in space. You're taking so much space until the space finds its place again, back into the atmosphere which it came from back into the atmosphere which you are taking in and inhaling from. So you breathe in all this space, and sooner or later you will become space. You will go into the heavens and the sky and heavens and the sky. We just validated that the space is sky. Sky is space. Space is air. Air is oxygen. Oxygen is the spirit. The spirit is the breath. Taken in the breath is gas. All these things are connected. That's what that means. What was that? No, I was just saying you might as well also say you're already water too because you know, we're like 90, what is it, like 98% water or something? Um, 70, I think 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, water into wine or something, you know. You know, the story, I'll say. I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge it. You know, whatever. But that's the whole concept of the water is actually just the air into wine and, you know, of course, the bloodstream. And this air thing is helping the circulation of liquid. So this air is helping the movement of liquid and the liquid going through the physical substance, which is the organs, the artery, and making it possible for this body to become mobile, supporting mobility, converting into movement and action, which is the primary foundation and basis, which is air or space. You know, it's funny, too, how the word space also sounds like the word species. You know, a, a species. And people usually kind of related to it, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's talking about an organism and animals and this and that. But also, did you know that's, uh, that's funny, it's weird, because one of the definitions of species is money in the form of coins <laughs> rather than notes. 
And anytime you see the word money, just take the word money out and replace it with the word currency. And then you put currency, replace the word currency with energy. Okay, so that's something to do. But once again, space is related to the word species. A spirit-like thing or the live-spirited one. Space is a live thing. Space is alive. And space is a live thing. So if space is a species, and one of the definitions besides the biological uh, definition of species, which is a group of closely related organisms, that are very similar to each other and capable of interbreeding, fertile offspring. That's the biological definition of it. But the money in the form of coins, what that's saying is energy down to its least common denomination. If you were to break energy, if you can touch energy, grab energy, put it in front of you and chop it up into its most finest forms, into its most smallest forms, that's what species is or spaces which is the most minute, we can say, okay, atoms, the nucleus, you know, if we were to break, in, break space down to what it is, and which we can't, we're just playing with it hypothetically. It's just saying the most least common denomination of you. Space is a species. Breaking it down into the most least common denominations, that is what gives validation and reference and presence to you. It is a species of some sort, something that we may never touch upon in any type of embodiment. If you believe in reincarnation or anything, which I don't believe in anything, but if people have this thing and, understand, you know, if they're in that type of understanding and on their path at this moment, whatever you come as, however you may come back as, or appear as next time and the next time and the next time and the next time, there will be space present. So this thing will always be there, space, time, and gravity, especially the trifecta. You know, and I'm not talking about space before and being in the belly and the living room example. And, you know, you have examples of space being filled in. These are examples of space being filled in. You have an empty stomach. What happens? A baby will come in there. Or food and water. That's empty space, once again, fulfilling itself. An empty home. Furniture. Empty store. Customers. Lungs exhaling. Lungs inhaling. Empty mind. Full mind. Senses, subconscious mind, recording, memorizing, thoughts and thinking, gathering an experience, collecting an experience. This is all the emptiness making itself filled. An empty sky, birds and planes. An empty pond, fish and frogs. Empty ocean, boats, ships, submarines, etc. Empty land, 
people and beings, empty places and spaces, situations, circumstances, happenings and occurrences. Space is going to always fulfill itself with something. Something is going on. Something is going to go on here. When you take the step, space is saying you're going to take that next step with your left foot. You take that step with your left foot. Space is saying you're going to take a step with your right foot. You're going to always fulfill me. You can call it whatever you want to call it, walking, traveling, taking a journey, making distance. I don't care whatever you call it, but none of you would be happening without all of me. See, that's why, and, you know, these things being at these certain places, which is space, and you have the, the presence or the, the thing that you can't deny, which is time and gravity as well, because all these things are happening within time, and they're able to be happening on a floor, which is gravity. So, you know, I play with that concept sometime when I say, you know, which came first, space, time, or gravity? Or did it all appear simultaneously? Did they all appear simultaneously? There wouldn't be and can't be one without the other. They're all connected to each other's existence. You know, they're all connected. And even if you look at space in the example of maybe a relationship, or relationships that people may be in with a mate or partner or even family, if you will. In relationships, things, situations, people become clearer and things close better with space in the midst of it, which is, I think we touched upon the love aspect when I said, you know, space is true closure. And you were talking about something as well, and I kind of tied it into it as well, and we were just building upon that little closing. Nothing can be closed without space being present. Space is true closure. You know, and that's the whole point. There's not planets all sticking together. If we look up in the sky and we see these things that we call as planets or planetary bodies, they're not sticking to each other, next to each other. There's space in between which is why we're able to say, okay, well, we're going to call that thing Mars. We're going to call that thing Saturn. We're going to call that thing Jupiter. We're going to call that thing Neptune. And we're able to see these things because there's a distinction between one and another, which means that space is present or an emptiness is present or a void is there in between every one of these things. See, all these planetary bodies and even the human body. Water, what we know is water is the best thing for the body system. Water is another form or another forming or formed thing of pure space. We also wash energy off and things like that with water. We also wash with water. We wash with space. We wash in space with another form of space. When in a relationship, when you acknowledge space in between you and another, when you acknowledge space, give space, and respect space between yourself and another, you get to orbit yourself yourself, and let other, other elements orbit your embodiment towards another unknown gathering and creation of self. So just like 
there's planetary bodies, what we may call planetary bodies out there and up there, whatever you want to call it. And they have these things flying around them or these things in their atmosphere, their environment. And that's because they're by themselves and there was space between that planet and another planetary body, which means that that planet gets to be itself, which is why space is needed within relationships, which is why space is there. So when you acknowledge the space, give space and respect space between yourself and another, you get to orbit yourself. And let other elements and other things orbit your embodiment towards another unknown gathering and creation of yourself. So in other words, you Saturn yourself. Like Saturn has those rings and things on the rings circling its presence. You get to Saturn yourself. And it's funny how Saturn is connected to the aspect of mind. You get to mind yourself when you give yourself space. See, there's something with this thing. We don't like this war. We don't like that person. We don't like that country. We don't like that continent. We hate this state. We hate those people. We don't like that neighborhood. We hate that area. We dislike those. That's like, okay, I get it. No problem. But what is in between you and these things? What is it that we're looking through but we're not seeing? How do you know it's not some type of technology of the intelligence of space, the silent, hidden aspect, the sacred existence of this thing that we know as space and air? How do you know that that's not a part of the tricking of the mind? We think something is over there, and especially what happened to spirituality on this path, what we all say. Well, we're all connected. There's no separation. Okay, that's nice. That's cute. That's cool. So what is it that's separating us? There's nothing more to be said. So why are we enemies with each other? And this and that and that and this. Even though it is what it is and it's chaos and I accept it in all forms. I don't care. War, peace, like, dislike, hate, love. I'm fine with it all. Because I know that I am demonic and angelic at the same time. Or what you want to call these terminologies. I am everything all composed in one. So I take it as it comes. It's nothing. But everything's all connected, brother. Yeah, sister, everything's all connected. There's no separation. We build on that all day, but we never pay attention to that which is the separation, that which is causing the separation or the disconnection or the seemingly disconnection or the seemingly separation or the separated. What is it that is making that look that way? Space. Hmm. Good point. <laughs> no. It's not something that you can just like dive into and say, Oh Yeah, well let's let's study this thing called space. Let's all, you know, write about it and figure it out and let's look at it. 
Let's grab it. Let's put it in the science laboratory. It's something that can't even be held, you know? You telling me this thing ain't something? The only thing that can be hidden and seen at the same time? <laughs> Come on, man. You telling me it's not something? Just because you may not know how to describe it or explain it doesn't mean that you can deny its presence right here. Because it's here. It's here right now. It is. Just because you're not able to grab it and hold it and dissect it and open it up. And it's so it's so official. It's saying, I'm untouchable. You, you're never going to be able to touch me. You can just... You can see me and then you can't see me. You can feel me, but you can't touch me. You'll never be able to grab me or hold me in anything. I go inside of you until you come out of that embodiment and go back to me. Like I said, we breathe in this space. We breathe in this breath. We breathe in this spirit. And then you're going to die. You're going to go back to the spirit. They're just saying you're going right back to space. You breathe in space, you go back to it. That's it. Or you have the body and the soul and the spirit. These are just characters, man. Or the history of the spirit is, and the history of the soul is, and the, the you know the history of the the human is, and, and this and that, and this title and this category, and this explaining of this, and between these dates and this timeline, all this, you know, get out of here, man. Life is this. This reality is this simple, which is why they say that's the third thing: the body, the soul, and the spirit. The spirit is the third thing? Nah. The spirit is the first thing. Just like they say the third eye. But if you understand this path, there is no third eye. It's the first eye. And the first eye is the only eye. The spirit is the third thing. The body, the soul, and the spirit. No. Anything they say is three. Or anything that you know as three. Let me not say they. Anything that has been told to you that is the third thing is actually the first thing. And the first thing is actually the only thing. Understand that. Without space, there would be no you. Without the spirit, or what they call the spirit or space, or oxygen on the breath, you wouldn't be here. The body's first, the soul is second, the spirit is third. Uh-uh. Incorrect. It's like saying, you know, the body is first, the oxygen is second, and the space is third. No. Space is first, space is only. That's it. That's all that means. Which is why I don't get into the history and mythology and folklore and tales of certain things and characters and names and locations and addresses and color and descriptions and definitions of things. It is just so simple if you just can realize it right now by simply acknowledging it and giving it just one nanosecond of your attention and then bang. Something opens up inside you. 
beyond words and expression. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was interesting um, when you mentioned you can only define it by being in it. Um, I didn't really have too much else to say about that, but, um, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, you give people space and they ask for more, like um, like how, you know, if you're around somebody and... um. You know, people want their personal space. So, you know, people, you know, people want that. But it's like there's already space around, (laughs) but then there's more. So um, that was just something that kind of came to mind on that. And then um, I was glad you mentioned silence uh, because that was one of the things that I was thinking of as well. Um, how people are uncomfortable with the silent space, and um, you know, people get antsy with that kind of thing sometimes. And um, yeah, the mention of circulation. I was also thinking of um, like when you interact with other people and even with yourself, you know, um, if you don't give space, if you don't give um, people and things space, like you said, you can't, you can't really see them or um, understand them fully. And it smothers, smothers, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Smothers everything. Yep. And you can't see anything mentally nor physically. The space is in presence. So what does that tell you about space? That tells you that space is a physical thing or can affect the physical thing in a certain way and it's also non-physical. It's physical and non-physical. It's everything. And it seems like nothing at the same time. And that's why, you know, we get into this. People talk about biology and circulatory and respiratory and vascular system and, you know, the immune system and, you know, all these systems, we get into this whole physical fantasy and we forget the true aspect of, well, okay, the blood, cells, the organs, the intestines, the arteries, the body, the skin, the flesh, the nails, the hair. The, okay, but what is actually keeping this thing here? Okay. Mm-hmm. Space. Which is why the movies, any Hollywood movies or any shows, or movies particularly, the action hero or the star of the movie is never about the star of the movie. Mm-hmm. Never. The star of the movie, we say, is equivalent to the human body and the organs and the artery and the blood and anything physical you can see. But it's never about the star of the movie. Like you can look at Batman, the movie Batman, The Dark Knight, The Rising of the Dark Knight, or The Dark Knight Rises, or you know, that movie that Heath Ledger was a joke, or anybody, anybody, anything that you see is a star of the movie. It's never about the star of the movie because... Christian Bale, which is Batman, played Batman in The Last Batman, he would have never been nothing without the creation and the mind of Morgan Freeman. Mm -hmm. All his Batman gadgets and the Batmobile was all created 
Jackson Laboratory has Batman suit, bulletproof suit, and armor, fully armored suit. Batman wouldn't be crap without where he got all his technical, you know, highly advanced and enhanced gadgets from. It's not about Batman. It's about the scientist which creates all the stuff or the the mind that creates all his gadgets for him. It's not about Batman. It's about all his moves in martial arts. It's about the teacher which taught him the martial arts to fight. It's never about the star of the show or the star of the movie. It's never about the body. It's never about the physical form of what you can see and touch. It's never about that. It's about what can be felt. You can touch the body, but you can't touch space. You can feel it. If you move your arm back and forth, you can feel something is there. But you can't touch it. So that which can be felt is always more primary than that which can be touched. Yeah, and that's what people remember as well. And um, the other part of that is, too, like in the body or in general, um, everything has its designated space. Everything has its placement. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're not the star of the movie. I'm not the star of the movie. It's about what keeps me here. Well, what keeps me here? The star of the show, the star of the movie, the star. They tell you what a star is according to their understanding and study of it. Is what? An embodiment of gases. What's gas? Gas is what we know as oxygen, another form of oxygen. What's oxygen? Oxygen is another form of air. What's air? Another word for air is space. You are the star of your movie, but don't get caught up in your star. Don't get caught up in your name and your appearance and your image because you're never the star of the movie. That's just the, that's just the structure. It's the foundation that matters. The foundation is space. It's air. It's oxygen. It's the breath. It's the spirato. Space. We're at 6.30 If you wanted to open the line um, Unless you had Something else you wanted to add um, You know we could open the line To any of the callers That might want to chime in If anything they want They can you know it uh, goes either way, you know what I'm saying? We're going to keep talking. Yeah, you know, I don't keep talking anyway. they, they, they can chime in and call in even while I'm talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just go it. There's always something to add, subtract, or divide. Or... That's true. I'll, um, I'll make that an option next time because the way it's set up, like, I usually change the um, settings so that People can chime in, like, after, after you know, the fact. But I think 
you know, yeah, we could do that next time. But I'm going to um, set it up real quick and give me one second. No doubt. If anyone wants to chime in, feel free. Um, you can hit star six, and then it'll unmute your line, or we'll unmute your line. And, um, yeah, if you want to add anything, feel free. That's a mosaki. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what this is like Nagori, I think. It's Nagori. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds good. It's the realm, man. It's what it's about. Yeah. Like this podcast is gonna mature on its own. You know, little by little fun on different things. You know the formula, you create a formula, the formula starts speaking back. Definitely. Sometimes it'll be in the middle. Sometimes maybe lines will just be open as I'm speaking. Ask a question or comment or curse me out or interact, communicate. It's always uh, always available. Many times. I like silence too, though. True. You. <laughs> Space is definitely appreciated anyway. <laughs> but um I think I think that's it. I don't know. Um so nobody's hand is up, but um yeah, thanks to everyone who called in and with that, I guess that's that's it till next time. Alright. Let's go enjoy some food now. Fucking hungrier. Mm-hmm. See that's my emptiness. that's my space. The void looking for fulfillment right now. Alright. Thank you. Emptied out I'm now you gotta be full. Yeah. I'm gonna go fulfill this void. Mm-hmm. And um everything remains everything. All things remain in line and in constant continuation as always and always. Open more doorways to more hallways and down more hallways into more doorways. Definitely. Uh, everything needs a continuation. Until next time. Till next time. One. Zero. Right.